This is a Triple J podcast. Hack. Hey, it's Dave Marchese with you for the Hack podcast. At this time every year, a debate kickstarts across the country for a lot of people. January 26, the Australia Day public holiday. Many might be celebrating a day off work, making the most of summer weather, a long weekend. But for many, many others, it's not that at all. It's Invasion Day, a time of reflection, mourning, protest for the rights of First Nations people. There are many takes on this specific day. And Hack asked some young Australians in Tasmania what they'll be doing on January 26. We're going down to Beauty Point for four nights, so we're going camping down there, do a bit of like swimming, fishing. Not a day to celebrate, and I think that it should be a day to mourn and recognise the First Nations people of this country. I'm a strong believer that no one celebrates genocide. You know, Australia Day is about multiculturalism. I don't support the concept of Australia Day, and I believe this always wasn't always will be Aboriginal land. I don't really celebrate it as either. I just kind of go along and do whatever makes me happy, um, celebrate with my friends. We don't really have a meaning for it at this stage. being Aboriginal myself from Adelaide, I'll be attending the rally down at Hobart to um, recognise that it's Invasion Day. Yeah, so as you can tell there, amongst young Australians, there are so many different views, like whether you have a strong opinion or like we just heard, you're someone who isn't sure, you feel awkward about the day and you don't want to be out there celebrating or chucking things on your socials, but you don't feel comfortable going to a protest either. Let's unpack some of these issues with two young First Nations Australians. Bridget Tharma is a Wiradjuri and Italke Fijian woman, and Alira Davis is a Cobble Cobble woman. They're both with the Uluru Youth Dialogue, which supports the Uluru Statement from the Heart and advocates for it. So they've had a very busy year with the voice referendum. Bridget, Alira, thank you very much for coming on Hack. Thank you for having us. Bridget, I might start with you. What are your reflections on January 26 and how it's marked in Australia? For me, it's not a date to celebrate and I don't personally celebrate Australia Day. I would say most, if not all mob that I know, don't celebrate it either. Some people that I know are even scared to go out on the 26th of January, whilst others attend survival day events such as Yarvin. I used to attend, you know, the protests every year, but since having my son, I've locked down with close family on the 26th of January. But I think that as mob, we show and practice our resistance in many different ways. But what the date of the 26th of January or Australia Day represents to a lot of us mob is the marking of the arrival of the first fleet and the colonial project that did follow, starting with killing, dispossession and genocide. Um, and of course, that colonial project still is something that we as First Nations people experience today. And for many of us, there's a lot of pain associated with that date. But also, I guess the really stark reality that there is a need for change. Alira, what about you? Do you have any specific thoughts on this date. And I'm wondering as well, like the conversations that start around it are very similar every year and they fire off for a few days maybe, and then they'll die away. And then we don't hear much about it for another year. Does that frustrate you? 
Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, the same kind of problems we do have just within Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander affairs, um, even with the policies that are implemented within our communities too. Like, for example, closing the gap, there's been, I think, 13, 14 years of that, and we've only met, I think, four of the 19 targets. So um, there's not, not much changing. I think also if we do change the date, we're also moving the problem. We need to find solutions um, and we need to, you know, continue to try and um, impact change within our community and for the better of, of Australia and for everyone who lives here and, and calls Australia home. It's interesting what you said there, Alira, about, you know, changing the date. And there is this argument that it's important to keep the public holiday on this day to keep the focus on these big discussions, that if you change the date, maybe you lose a big opportunity to talk through big issues at a big national level. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, it's it's a it's a hard one because, you know, there is this obviously the, the big debate of whether you change date or whether you abolish a date. Um, a lot of our First Nations mob do want to abolish the date. Completely understand their views. You know, people are like, you know, get over it, just another day, but it, it's not just another day to us. It's a it's a day of mourning, it's a day of survival, it's acknowledging and recognizing the longest living surviving culture in the world and and I think that's something to be proud of and you know how do we do that it's definitely a form of truth telling and we need to continue to have those conversations but also have an impact substantial change we can't just keep having these conversations and nothing gets done so how do we do that and how do we come together as as one yeah I definitely agree with Alira I don't think the debates that happen in the week leading up to the 26th of January actually change anything because we wouldn't still be having the same conversations that we have every year, at least within my lifetime. I can remember these conversations happening every year. I don't think that the debates around changing the date will actually substantially change who we are as a country. And I think that's something that we really did learn through the referendum, who we are as a country. I think that the referendum did hold a mirror up to Australia and said who we are. And I don't think Australians who voted no will be any closer to understanding us as First Peoples and our lives and our place in this country by changing the date. Um, Not to say that those who advocate for changing the date are wrong at all. I think they absolutely have a right to do that. And it's not not the wrong thing, but I don't think that it is the end goal. I think it's only a beginning of of that conversation of, well, what is the longer term goal here? Um, Because at the moment, it still feels like a dirty stain that no one really wants to touch. Do you have any advice or any opinion on how non-Indigenous Australians should reflect on this day? Because one of the big things that we have heard from our audience are people who maybe do enjoy having a day off work they're saying oh I'm, mm. I'm looking forward to that to having a public holiday however they do feel really uncomfortable about the day and and what it represents maybe they're seeing a lot of their friends family talk about it but then they're, they're not too sure either way how would you like non-indigenous australians young people to reflect on this day I think uh, uh, some advice is, you know, go on that truth-telling journey. Do whatever you want to do tomorrow, but also understand why. You know, don't be misinformed and don't be ignorant to the date because, you know, our society is changing and I definitely think we can move towards um, something better for all Australians. Bridget, do you think that 
among younger Australians, there is this real shift that you're noticing, especially in your chats with young Aussies about their view on this day? Yeah, absolutely. And young people um, actually give me a lot of energy and I'm pretty proud to be a young person because I feel like it is now up to us to get the ball rolling on some of these issues. And I know that many of us want to see this substantial change, this really meaningful change happen in our lifetime. And you've got to start somewhere, right? So it starts by young people feeling a personal responsibility and wanting to act, wanting to do something when, like as Alira said, identifying that there's an issue here and then saying, well, what can I do about it as one young person? But I truly feel supported by young people. And, you know, of course, we still have different views, but a majority of young people, I would say, um, at least the people I know are definitely um, more conscious of these things, take more responsibility around listening and learning. And I think that young people don't have that feeling of that they're going to lose something from this. This is The Hack Podcast. I'm Dave Marchese speaking with Bridget Tharma and Alira Davis, young First Nations Australians, about January 26, what it means to them. I did want to ask about the referendum, Bridget. Do you think the debate around the voice referendum, all that happened over the past year, helped or hurt the broader discussions around First Nations issues in Australia? I definitely don't think it hurt the broader discussions because what we actually found out through the referendum process is that, you know, there's a huge percentage of Australians that just don't know First Nations people and they don't know anything about us. So up until that point, to be honest, I kind of lived in my own little bubble where I thought it was common knowledge that Australians knew about the disadvantage faced by First Nations people and the fact that we weren't recognised in our own country or that, you know, race was in fact in the constitution. So we came up against a lot of those challenges, even though we were hugely disappointed. The one real positive out of the referendum is that it brought these issues to the front and centre of our national discussions. And of course, with that came racism, I guess, reared its ugly head and it was more public and it was happening more often. For people that say we aren't a racist country, we'll just look at the comment section leading up to the referendum and also leading up to the 26th of January. It's pretty gross. But at the end of the day, we did bring, I guess, conversations around First Nations issues to to light in Australia. I think the fact that 6 million Australians that voted yes says a lot about how many Australians actually want to know more about us and want to support us and They actually want a fairer country that includes us in in the country and works towards a a better nation in general. Yeah, I think that that is one of the benefits of the referendum, that it's actually brought these discussions into everyday dinner table conversations. But I hope that it will lead to more individual Australians learning more about what really needs to happen and what they can do as individuals. Well, you two have been at the front line of all these discussions over the past year and even longer. I wanted to ask where you're both at at this point, after the referendum, after the results, the aftermath, all the discussions around that. We've now got the discussions around around January 26, like we do every year. How do you feel as young First Nations advocates right now? Like, is there a lot of exhaustion that needs to be worked through? Or is it the opposite of that? Do you feel really renewed and inspired to to push on with your advocacy? Where do you sit? 
a bit of tiredness, but also um, knowing that we can keep going. We we're always going to keep going. We're always going to you know survive, and that's the mentality we have. Um, we want to make change, and we're going to try and sort out a way that we can move forward to have a voice in our communities to make sure that you know, policies aren't forcefully implemented um, into our communities. Um, make sure that we have clean drinking water in our communities. Not many people know that. So it's um, also a journey that the 6 million people who did vote yes will come on and who will actually, you know, want to know about this journey, but hopefully people will join the movement. I still have a lot of hope, I think, um, looking back at a lot of our, you know, TikToks that we did on, on <laughs> referendum week, we were very optimistic and we still are. And that's all us young people can have. We can have that hope and that love and we're going to keep portraying that message because that's all we want. We want to make sure that our jargons, our kids have some sort of hope and some sort of opportunity that they can succeed like the rest of the country can. So hopefully we can just move forward towards a better future and that's what we've always wanted to do and you know it at the end of the day it always was and always will be Aboriginal land so let's work together for it. We definitely appreciate your time for discussing all those big issues with us. Bridget Tharma, Alira Davis from the Uluru Youth Dialogue, appreciate you joining us on Hack. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you.